This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Welcome in. Happy Thursday. It's the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert. And Enrique Alvarez Clary with you today. Rico, what's up? Hello. How's it going? I am good. You okay? How are you? I'm good. Busy, huh? A little bit. You all right? Just, uh, yeah, I'm fine. In there? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. All right. I just want to make sure I got to check in on my co-host. You know me. How are you? I care about others. How's your charger? Dude. <laughs> I was. It cost $19 for a meter of cord today. $19 for a meter of cord. You know what I did then? I went on to Amazon. Here, let me just pull up the Amazon order. Because I, uh, when I was coming back to the station, I got the notification that my account had shipped. Or my account, my uh, order had shipped. Yeah. So I bought a two-meter cable for $18.48 on Amazon. So you're mad at a meter, so you just added a meter? Why didn't you just go up to three or four? Well, this is Why the, didn't this you just is... get the longest cord possible? Because there's, there's such a thing as too long of a cord. Is there? Yes, there is. <laughs> uh, yes, there is. <laughs> there it is. Got to admit uh, it. <laughs> day's done. Uh, day is complete. No, but anyway... Went into, went into Walmart this morning before I got into work, and I was like, this is the only one they have that's USB-C to C or whatever it's called. And I was like, it's going to have to do because I got 16% left on my laptop. And so then I go into Walmart, or then I go into Amazon, and I find a two-meter, double the size, mm-hmm. for the same for cheaper. Wow. It was for cheaper. That's impressive. And it's the same brand. It's the Apple Store brand and everything, and it's delivering tomorrow for free. So... Um, it's just really, really stupid. All right, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sorry, him a text line. I'm also returning this when I'm done. Well, of course. Yeah, so if you work Walmart tomorrow. Just you're just you're just using it to charge, and then I'm you're just, shipping it off. I'm just borrowing it. Wow, the nerve. I'm just borrowing it. I was careful when I opened the package. <laughs> Make sure not to rip anything. Don't rip a single thing on the... Good. The tape will still stick. It's just all good. Bloop. Just right back in there. They'll, they'll resell it keep, as a repackage. Keep the creases in the cord so Sweet. it folds up nicely. We did that it's at that... Uh, at Red Walmart all the at time. At Red Walmart. <laughs> Don't call them out. Uh, like I said, 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Sorry, Hammond Text Line. Both those open for you guys the rest of the day. Um, you can always catch us on the video stream as well. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Nick underscore Saner and at Radio Rico AC. So I, I want to talk Casey Rogers. We'll talk him in a, in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, release a little graphic saying he's entering the portal. So I'll let you guys read, or I'll, I'll read that for you guys on Twitter. Um, but then we also will dive into the 2016 NFL draft at 2:30 because yeah, that was the class of Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. We kind of talked about this yesterday. How we want to go into a couple NFL drafts because this year's is really really weak. So we need to do that today. Um, and then whatever else comes up, because like I said, Casey Rogers 
is now in the portal, as everybody knows. So we'll kind of talk about that. What's that mean for Nebraska football and their defense specifically? What does it mean for the outlook on the program? Where do they sit at scholarship-wise? Um, things like that. I can update you guys there. I, I updated my spreadsheet or my my little love it number sheet. Just spreadsheet. Yesterday, okay. yesterday afternoon. So we uh, we have the scholarship counter up to date and all good to go. So once again, 402-464-5685. Casey Rogers tweeted out officially. So he tweeted out his offer from Arkansas before he tweeted out a thing saying he's entered the transfer portal. He got an offer before he entered the transfer portal? Illegal. Arkansas, sorry, can't have him. That's tampering. How does that happen? Um, So let me me pull up Casey Rogers' Twitter here real quickly. Um... Alrighty, we gotta find it. All right, so Casey Rogers Twitter. All right, so Casey Rogers um, released this statement two hours ago. The past four years have been some of the most special years of my life. I've made countless memories here in Nebraska that I'm very thankful for. This May, I will be graduating from Nebraska. With that being said, at this time, I will be entering the NCAA portal to explore, in all caps, all my of my options in obtaining the best possible education and continuing to play football for my last two years of eligibility. I'm hoping all doors are open and none have closed as I consider the options best for me. I am and will always be a proud UNL alum. Thank you to all those that touched my life thus far and have made Nebraska such a special place. I'm going to read Number into 98. this. Time out, because I, I think I, I know where you're going. I'm going to read into this. This line caught my eye. I am hoping all doors are open and none have closed as I consider... <laughs> As I consider the options best for me. Capitalized, explore all of my options. I'm going to read into this. Read it, Rico, oh, and I'm say he can return. Hard and say he could return. Say he could return, Rico. Uh, but, hey, there is, a, there is a chance that Casey Rogers enters his name in the chance, transfer portal and transfers to Nebraska. Just comes back. Just comes back. Just just comes right on back to Nebraska. He's, he maybe, you know, entering the transfer portal, he wants to see if there's, if there's anything... I don't know if better is the right option, but if there's anything out there that might suits him better, suit him better, maybe some type of I don't know what his major is, but he'll be graduating, so some some type of master's program that might suit him better. If there isn't, and there's and there's a nice master's program at Nebraska, and they'll they'll have him back mm-hmm. to play on the football team, there's a chance that he could come back. I'm not closing that door. I'm leaving it wide open. Unnamed texter says this. Should never let someone return after entering the portal. That's like constantly going back to your ex. But people do it anyways. So there's that, but also I I am on board with that part as well, I suppose, to be cognizant of who you allow to return. Um, along those lines, they can't talk to anybody if they truly, if, if their heart or if their mind's in like a, a, a smart place, and they truly don't know if there's other better options. If there's better options out there, they truly don't know, and they just need they have to enter the portal to talk to other coaches. So with that, um, they can't truly explore all other options officially or legally without entering the portal. That is true. Like they they can't take visits. No, I, I don't want to say take visits. They can't take visits. You can't or talk, officially talk take a visit. talk to coaches. They can't talk. You know, be in meeting rooms. Like they can't do that unless they are in the portal, mm-hmm. um, and, and and the right documentation is is processed. So with that being said, I see where they're coming from. Of don't let them. You know, what's tough. Speak about loyalty and you know, and and being you know loyal to a program and 
things like that. But but the thing is, sometimes these like, these kids enter the transfer portal with bad advice, and and you get ooh, in there, and we saw it and, with Phil Darius. Yeah, you get in there, you you talk to him about it. You're like, hey, look. I don't know who told you this, but your best option might be here. We're going to offer you this, you know, et cetera, whatever. I don't know where you're going to go. That'll give you this opportunity. Yeah. What have you, you know, and and that's when they come back. But if somebody enters the transfer portal and they're like, look, I don't want to be here anymore. And then exactly. you talk them into coming back. I, that's like going back to desperation. Yeah. Desperation. Uh, unnamed texter on the text line. I read into it. He states he will always be a proud, proud Husker or proud Nebraska alum, but nothing about being a proud Husker. <laughs> Hmm. Come on, man. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that, unnamed texture. We can read into it that way as well. <laughs> I don't want to read into that we one. We should. I don't want to read into uh, let's, that let's, one. Let's choose all angles. We got. But no, like the unnamed texture, the other one says first, um, Payne left, then came back, then came, and then left again. Yes, he did. And, and honestly, may, there may have just been a sense of awkwardness. Like think like I think mean I can that. see like, how that would be really sense, awkward like oh you wanted you wanted to leave like yeah and like your teammates all know that and well, I'm sure, I mean I'm sure you talked to them about that stuff and they talk I'm sure they all talk to each other about transfer portal happenings and I'm, all I'm of not that, talking so. about awkwardness between players I'm talking about awkwardness between, between, between players and coaches uh, yeah probably be- like think about it. like we saw it we saw somebody tweeted out one of the other players today tweeted out from the from the front seven room that was like yeah man Casey wherever you go make sure you get that money like earn some money. Mm-hmm. Like they they don't they they do not they as, know as painful as it is to hear they know and they understand that that's just the way college football is this, today and maybe they don't care as much like I don't I don't know I don't think the players care about like they're not, they're outside not gonna, of they're not outside hate of a dude for leaving no outside of the fact that it might make their team worse and that that person could have you know helped them get to a winning record or or do reaching the goals that they set forth as a team outside of that a dude leaving the program if you're good friends with him you're not going to hate him for leaving the program you no. still want what's best for him you saw you saw people from from this program Wandale was doing all these crazy things down at Kentucky and when yeah, he entered the NFL draft too. all these kids over kids all these players uh, for the Huskers, we're, we're tweeting at him, congratulating him, saying, hey, great job, you know, you do your thing, we're so proud of you, all this stuff. Like, they're still friends. At the end of the day, they're all still friends. They're not going to hate somebody for leaving. Well, and what's interesting, and the brutal reality of it is, is the players know more than anybody. Like, they, they know the actual situation, what's going on. Right now, all we can do with Casey Rogers is speculate, whether it's about money, whether, or you know, NIL, lack thereof, NIL opportunities, whether it's that, which... I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not because I have a tough time believing that. Um, just that's just a personal opinion. So there's that possibility. It could be just something that the coach, it could be also like coaching staff, just like, hey, man, like we've run our course. It's time to move on. Somebody asked if Casey was recruited by Riley. He's been here four years. Frost, I think he was Frost first, first class. class. I'm, I'm pulling it up here right now. <laughs> he was either Frost first or Riley's last. It wouldn't have been um, – I don't think it would have been – okay, so here we go. Casey Rogers – oh, short hair Casey Rogers. Whoa. He looks different. Yeah, short hair. Yeah, so he was part of Scott Frost's first recruiting class in 2018. Okay. And I will say this also, um, like this staff with Casey Rogers did a really good job of developing him. He comes in as the 1,012th player – in the country, nationally ranked, came in 6'5", 250 pounds, 49th defensive end in the country, and the fourth best player out of Connecticut. 
Wasn't he a big lacrosse guy? I think that's yeah, I think that's right, Rico. Good remember. Good job. Good memory. Thank you. Thank you. That I was really good. Trying to yeah. Because um, well, I just I mean not to like generalize a region in the United States, but I feel like the Northeast is just a big lacrosse area. That's right. I think I do remember him being a lacrosse guy. Either way, um, he was a lower three star. And and give credit to Nebraska's defensive coaches. Coaches, he was he's the leader of this defensive line now until he left, and that's just the brutal reality of it. Um, unfortunately, he left. So where does that leave Nebraska scholarship wise? What bodies are in the room? Yes, we have, I, Un- I, with scholarships. Let's see if I can. Let's see how many I can name. Let's let's start defensive tackle. Uh, Marquise Black. Yes, that's one. Nash Hutmaker. Hutmaker. Yes, two. Is it Maker or Mocker? Because I've, I've heard, heard it mocker. said many ways. I've heard Mocker. So okay. either, Nash. Nash. Yes. Uh, Nash. There's three. Marquise Black. And, oh. Mm. This guy's going to play a big part, I think. There's he been a lot of good left. stories. Oh. Big fella. I, I want to say he's about 310 pounds. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. Go ahead. I'm going to hate Jalen Weaver. Jalen Weaver. Dang it. Yeah, Jalen Weaver. Okay, so then that's defensive tackles. Um, because remember, Damian Daniels left. DeAndre Thomas yes. departed as well. Jordan Riley. Jordan Riley. Also, Oregon. Oregon. Defensive ends. Ty Robinson. Has five. Ooh. Ty Robinson's one. He is a redshirt sophomore. Yep. There's one other redshirt sophomore. Redshirt sophomore from that same class. Yeah, I'm just going to make a fool of myself. I'm not going to get these names. That's fine. Go ahead. Masai Newsom is a redshirt How sophomore. Masai Newsom? Masai Newsom's redshirt sophomore, Tate Wildeman, redshirt junior, mm, the wild man. Yes, redshirt junior. Um, Nebraska has one redshirt freshman on scholarship in the defensive end room, Raquan Buckley, mm-hmm. and then a true freshman in Brody Tagaloa. All right, um, that's the five defensive ends that Nebraska is working with. So five defensive ends, three defensive tackles. Then you go down the list. That is, yeah, very thin. Yeah, then, then you go down the list. Um, Outside linebacker, just to kind of give you guys some perspective. Caleb Tanner, Damian Jackson, Garrett Nelson, Javen Wright, Blaze Gunnerson, Jamari Butler, Jake Applegate. Inside linebackers. And you would think a you would think three of them well, we've heard three of them have been training uh for that nickel spot, that Jojo Doman role, along with one of the middle linebackers and Chris Klarovich. Yeah. So the middle linebackers. Klarovich, Ateva Maga Clements. Luke Reimer, Nick Henrich, Garrett Snodgrass, Seth Malcolm, Makai Gebeyer, uh Randolph Kapai, and Ernest Hausman. Randy. So just to kind of give you numbers, five defensive ends, three defensive tackles, eight off uh excuse me, eight outside linebackers, nine inside linebackers, seven safeties, ten cornerbacks, three kickers. Now now, is there any way in any world, any situation, that you would be able to move defensive end to defensive tackle and an outside linebacker to a defensive well, end? That's, and I understand that's what that I the, that's what I was thinking. That the outside linebackers are pseudo defensive ends in this three four. I mean, they're playing that outside. They're right on the line. They're not. They just don't have their hands down in the dirt, in the grass, mm-hmm. in the turf, whatever they're playing on. Um, so they're they're pseudo DNs, but. For the size problem, for the for the for the issue with only having three defensive tackles, is there a way that you could move some of those defensive ends or one or two of those yeah. defensive ends into the defensive tackle room, put a little more weight on them, or just or just work with them to to work on their leverage and their and their you know 
hand placement. Well, that, that would help you out in the future, you would think. But, like, who do you take from the outside linebackers? Because you don't want to move Garrett Nelson. You don't want to move. I mean, if Javen Wright can stay healthy, mm-hmm. you don't want to mess with him. No. <clears throat> Jamari Butler, maybe there's some promise there. We saw Blaze Gunnarsson late in the season last year. Um, so may- maybe you do. Who's big enough also in that defensive end room to move to a D tackle? Mm-hmm. Maybe like Ty Robinson, but do you really want to move Ty Robinson? No. So it's like you're, you're almost like you're, you're nitpicking. It's the same thing we're talking about at center where you have to move where there's a chance they move Turner Corker into center if I mean, Trent Hickson can't do the job. I mean, Ty's big enough he could play defensive tackle. He's not going to be the the, you know, sit in the middle, eat up three blockers defensive tackle that you might want uh, right there in the middle of that 3-4, but he's a guy who can cause some havoc right in the middle, I, I think. I mean, he's he's done a pretty good job on the outside. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to move him a little bit closer to the inside where he can he can cause a little bit of problems and use his, his size, his strength, his savvy to fill holes or fill gaps and, and force running backs. Because really, the defensive tackle's job, look, as a defensive tackle in this, in this defense, you're not going to get you know five sacks in a season you're not going to get 50 tackles in a season your job mostly is to sit in the middle eat up blocks and allow the linebackers to make plays so with that in mind somebody said on the text line that the staff has already said that they're going to play a 4-3 this year Um, i have not heard that i number that number one number two if that's the case where are they getting the bodies that's like, two defensive what, tackles. What what bodies are you, do you feel good about? Um, because then you're going to really have to get some pressure on the defensive line, and and going up against s- some of the physical offensive lines in the in the Big Ten Conference, it, mm-hmm. I just don't know how much confidence I have in that. It, let's say that Nebraska does stick with a three four. One of the guys that I mentioned, Jalen Weaver, he's interesting solely based on his size. He's a redshirt freshman, 6 foot 8, I believe, 315, 320 pounds. That is massive. So, like as we look at for a replacement for Damian Daniels, who was a guy like I said on Vershawn's show, was a guy that didn't really, you know, not necessarily going to make a ton of tackles, not going to make a lot of pressure, but just take up space and plug and and just take up dudes basically on the he, offensive line. He was surprisingly athletic for how big he was. Absolutely. But Maybe Jalen Weaver's a guy that they look to at, at six foot eight, three hundred and twenty five, three hundred twenty pounds. I guess is what Nebraska's uh, page says has him listed at. If that's the case, maybe there's a little more promise. But it's still a redshirt freshman who's played in one career game, and that was against Fordham. So with they with that um, with that in mind, you just wonder where bodies are going to come from, and, and you wonder who's going to step up. We're in the same. And it also makes O'Shawn Mathis's decision a whole more, a lot more important, mm-hmm. a heck of a lot more important, um, just to get not only another body but just an experienced guy in there. Because at this point, you don't know what Nebraska's recruiting class is going to look like at the end of this season, and this staff doesn't have the luxury of time to to hang on and and figure out and find find out whether or not a guy's going to produce in three years they just no. don't have even though the defense has been the better the better side of the ball for the last three four years it doesn't matter um at the end of the day it, it, something needs to change developmental Quick. projects are, are out the window you don't have you don't have the time or the luxury to to bring somebody in and develop them you need somebody mm-hmm. who can make a difference right now and Oshan Mathis from all accounts is that guy 
Um, all right, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line, both those still open for you guys. So there was an interesting text. John says this on the text line. Hey, Nick and Rico, do you think that Trev is concerned that a starting defensive lineman is leaving the program? If he isn't, he should be. Things need to change or this will keep happening. So what's inter- what makes this one even a little more interesting is a guy like Casey Rogers Yes, it's the experience factor that Nebraska is going to be missing out on. Number two, he was also recruited by Mike Dawson. So I may I said that on I said this on the water cooler when I told Bach and Nate the the news that Casey Rogers entered the portal yesterday. I said it on the water cooler that maybe it's a situation where Tony Tuioti leaving and just didn't mesh well. That kind of reason goes out the window because the guy that recruited you is now your position coach at, mm-hmm. on defensive line. So You're actually interacting with him more. So that makes it a little more intriguing or, or makes me a little more curious on why or what really changed after Casey Rogers did not practice this spring. Mm-hmm. He did not practice this spring. So what has happened, what has he been told or what has he not been told to cause this to happen? And so it's really, really interesting to – and we're never going to know the truth of the story in all honesty. We're never going to know the full extent of why or what happened or, or what caused Casey Rogers to transfer. And that's okay. That's just the way college football works. But in terms of John's question in response to it, do you think that Trev is concerned that a starting defensive lineman is leaving the program? I'm not sure as much as Trev's concerned about that or whether or not they get to six or eight wins this year. Like Trev now, now Trev's has to look at this and say, "All right, what has this coaching staff done?" Um, and, and he Trev's more of the bigger picture, mm-hmm. has more of a you know the fifty thousand foot view on it. Like he but, definitely cares about individual players, but at the same time, an individual player leaving is not going to well is going to have an effect, but the mm-hmm. effect shouldn't be that massive well, that it that it's Trev worrying that one player is leaving. Well, that's what what's so crazy about this departure Rico is cuz when I when I read it yesterday or I heard the news that Casey Rogers was was dipping out of town, I was like, okay, yeah, like one player is not really going to affect Nebraska, plus it's the defense where yeah, we, there's question marks on it, but we feel relatively good about the coaches in that in that on that side of the ball mm-hmm. to where Nebraska could could do something special or or that would still, you know, be serviceable in terms of the program finding success but then I thought more and more about it and I looked up and I saw Tate Wildeman's played in four games and recorded one tackle and I look up and I see Masai Newsom who's played in in spare minutes and um, you just look up and down and and yes one guy's not going to make or break your season but man in the physical conference that is the Big Ten over and over we were super concerned about the offensive line we still are and we look at the defensive line and just like that in an offseason where you've seen multiple departures from some big-time guys that had the option to come back. Damian Daniels is one where I kind of push off to the side because he's going to be an NFL dude. He is going to have an opportunity to play in the league. Would it have helped him to come back for another year? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, he has a chance to go. And whether he's a late-round draft pick or whether he's an undrafted free agent that gets an opportunity, he's going to get a chance on on a roster. But the other guys, the Jordan Rileys, the DeAndre Thomases, that still, DeAndre Thomas especially, that played a somewhat of a significant role in the team last year, and now Casey Rogers, 
there is a little cause of concern that says, man, what's Nebraska going to do? How are they going to stop the power rushing attacks of Wisconsin, of Ohio State, of Iowa, of Minnesota? Back to back to back weeks. Once we get into the grind of September, late September and November in the Big Ten Conference slate. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm worried about. I'm not worried about how they perform against Northwestern Week Zero or how they perform against North Dakota and and Georgia Southern in back-to-back weeks because we're not going to know how this defensive line is really going to stack up until we see them play against Minnesota, Purdue, Michigan, Ohio State. Well, they don't play Ohio State this year. Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Just back-to-back weeks. We shouldn't know how this deep... the defensive line going up against against North Dakota and Georgia Southern, we shouldn't have to worry about. But if we do, and if it does tell us something about the defensive line, mm-hmm. then you are extremely worried going against those Big Ten offenses that ram the ball down your throat. And a, a, a player transferring out of this program from almost any other spot on the defense would not have been too troubling yeah. But out of the defensive line room, out of that, out of the big boys up front, that is an issue with how little experience and how little the amount of scholarship bodies you have in that room. Like you, you have nobody there practically. So a, a person with the experience, the 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 years and knowledge, leaving like Casey Rogers is a big blow. We get this off the text line. Wouldn't someone remind Casey Rogers that there are a lot of guys sitting in the portal with nowhere to go? And that kind of goes back to actually what we talked about right at the beginning of this segment where it's, you know, uh, should never let someone return after entering the portal. What's interesting about that, then when we piggyback off of this text, wouldn't someone remind Casey Rogers that there are a lot of guys sitting in the transfer portal with nowhere to go? Unfortunately, you don't know where these guys are getting their advice. Mm-hmm. And and if if they're getting if they're not asking for advice and they're just going off on a limb, or on a whim, excuse me, that they're just like, oh yeah, I'm Casey Rogers or I'm I'm so and so and I played in Nebraska. Unfortunately, you're you're absolutely right, unnamed texter. There's a lot of guys that don't don't find a landing spot, and we can have that conversation again. That don't have a landing spot. Number one or number two, they get in there and they go, yikes! I don't have a plan on what I want to do. Where I want to go, I don't know if it's I want to be closer to home. I don't know if it's I want to play a different position. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's I want to play in the Pac-12 instead of the Big Ten. I have no idea because I just thought I'm so-and-so and I played in Nebraska, and man, I will be able to go anywhere I want because that's not the case. So that's a really good point. Um, Although that, Casey Rogers, I, I don't think he's going to have that issue considering mm-hmm. he entered the portal and about 30 minutes later had an offer from Arkansas. Okay, so uh, Gus asked this. You should check on how many offensive linemen we have on scholarship. See if they've played both sides of the ball in high school since they haven't proved themselves on offense. Thanks. Um, well, I can tell you the scholarship parts um, before we get to break because we're, we're pretty tardy here. Um, so tackles. You have seven of them on scholarship. Brock Bando's a redshirt senior. Hunter Anthony, the new guy, redshirt junior. Then you have four sophomores, Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran, Brant Banks, Teddy Prohaska, and then Alex Kahn at tackle. At guard, you have five guys on scholarship, Henry Latovsky, Ethan Piper, Michael Lynn, Norton Neweely, Kevin Williams Jr. And then at center, you have two guys on scholarship, redshirt senior Trent Hickson and true freshman Justin Evans Jenkins. I know for a fact Justin Evans Jenkins has played uh, defensive line. Uh, Teddy Prohaska and... Uh, Ethan Piper. Yep, all played defensive line in high school. Yeah, so but Teddy Brahaska, there. Teddy like Brahaska is hopefully going to be your starting tackle. 
he's hopefully your starting left tackle, <laughs> which is probably the most important position on the offensive line right yep. now because that protects Casey Thompson's blind side. Justin Evan Jenkins is possibly your backup center. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get to break. When we come back, uh, 402-464-5685, we'll get to some of your final texts here, but then we'll also dive into the 2016 NFL Draft. We'll talk a little NFL action when we come up uh, next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. 